0: Hi, and welcome to the third episode of the Revelation Podcast. My name is John, and it's been a while. The last time that I did a podcast was a week ago. And I hope that everyone is doing well, even during these trying times. And if you have your Bible near you, like an actual copy or a device... I would like for you to go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. And before I read to today's verse, I want to share that the next two or three podcasts are going to be about the Word of God. And I'm in Revelation and I'm slowly flipping there. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. It said, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. When I read the Bible, I really enjoy reading the book of Revelation. I really enjoy it so much that it might be my favorite book of the Bible. The reason for that is a lot of prophecies ha- a lot of prophecies in it have not happened. And those that read this book are blessed and they shouldn't be scared. Now, some people may think the book of Revelation is a hard book to understand. And I have at least three reasons why some people think that the book of Revelation is a hard book to understand. One reason is that person just got saved. It's just a baby. so. It may not be ready to digest this book. That is okay. But I still think that a young Christian should be consuming the word daily. Yes, at first it is like milk. But the Holy Spirit is faithful to reveal His word over time. Another reason is that person even though he has been saved for quite some time, is still immature. He is like a baby that should have eaten solid foods like meat a long time ago. Now, I remember when my son was a baby. He went through the stages of you know, um, drinking breast milk and then eating baby foods such as liquids and things like that. And eventually he got to solid foods like meat. Now, if he did not progress from consuming liquids to consuming solids such as meat, my wife and I would see that as a problem. And when immature Christians don't consume the Word like they're ready to eat meat, then they should see that as a problem now in hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 through 14 compares the bible to milk and meat this is what is written for when for the time ye ought to be teachers Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have a need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belong to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of have used their senses are both good and evil. So Hebrews gets the idea that a young Christian is like a baby. So it needs to drink milk and it needs to begin at the gospels. The Gospels are pretty easy for a young believer to consume, but it should not just stop there because there's so much in the Bible other than just The Gospels. Now, the Christians that consume strong meat are the mature Christians that have faithfully studied the Word daily. So they are able to discern deeper things like the book of Revelation. So Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, gives us a picture of a young believer and a seasoned believer for if you are an immature believer then you might think that Nicodemus is a gum for smokers to help them stop smoking and in fact Nicodemus it was a king of Babylon that took the Israelites into his home country of Babylon Well, if you still think that Nicodemus is a gum for smokers to help them stop smoking, then you're like an adult that still drinks milk, but has not matured enough to eat meat. In Hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 through 14, it describes immature believers and mature believers when it comes to understanding the word. For those that barely study the Word, it is like babies that still drink milk. So, the book of Revelation will be hard for them to understand. So, the first two reasons why I think that people cannot understand the book of Revelation are they're a young believer or they're an immature believer. And now, I want to get into the third reason on why I think that the book of Revelation is hard for uh, is hard for others to understand. And that is, they are not believers. The book of Revelation is hard for some because they are not believers. Now, in order to even begin to grasp the Bible, we must be truly saved to receive the Holy Spirit spirit but the bible is for spiritual people in first corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 from king james version it says this but the natural man in other words the unbeliever receiveth not the things of the spirit of god so he will not accept the word of god so he will not understand and here's why For the word of God are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They don't have the Holy Spirit, so they cannot understand the word of God. Now they may recite verses and get maybe some of it accurate on top of the surface, but they can't go deeply into the truth. This verse that Paul wrote reveals that the Word of God is for those that have received the Holy Spirit by being born again Christians. So, the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, is for believers. Now, the Bible can be a front gate to unbelievers that are seeking God, but those are seeking God truly seeking God and not just looking at just like a book that's a fairy tale or mythical literature. No. The word of God is truth and truth is only meant for believers. Now earlier on I opened from Revelation chapter one verse one and I wanna go back there to see on why we should read the Word of God and understand it. Now, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to read it and I want you to focus on the first sentence. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. Now, the first sentence in Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, tells us two things. Number one, it tells us who the book is... <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Social distancing. Anyways. Revelation chapter 1 verse 1 tells us who the book of Revelation is written to and why it was written. Notice John addressed, he says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which gave unto him to show unto his servants. His servants are believers. So this book is not meant for unbelievers. This book is for faithful believers that study the word of God as the Bereans did. And to see what I mean, I will read Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily. Rather, those things were so. The Bereans studied the scripture daily, so they were able to see what Paul said about Jesus to be true. For true born-again believers that study the word of God daily will understand, understand the book of Revelation now going back to verse 1 to see what the purpose is for believer and in that first sentence we read the things which must shortly come to pass that tells us that the purpose of this book is and that is to reveal to us what will happen So we can be encouraged that even though we will face tribulation, that at the end we can rejoice. Our King Jesus will come and he will bring us into his kingdom. And he will defeat Satan, that is the one that persecutes us day and night. People that claim to be born again believers but still drink milk, Will say that the book of Revelation is a scary book when it is not. It is a blessed book. Look at verse 3 of chapter 1. Notice what it says first Blessed, blessed. It doesn't say, Scareth is he that readeth, it says, Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. It does not say "scare," is he that reads this book. It says blessed. And I do not know about you. That does not sound scary at all. Whenever someone says you are blessed. Or I want to bless you. We most likely will not run away like that person is the boogeyman. We will not. In fact, we would receive that with happiness. And that is what Jesus wants his believers to be when they receive his word. And we should also be serious with his word. He wants us to be ready for his day, which is why he reveals the future to us. Now, this episode is not going to be about the book of Revelation. I will do a series on that when it is time. This episode is about how the Bible revolves around Jesus. So that when we, when reading even in the book of Genesis or Psalms, that we are looking for Jesus. Or we're asking the question of where is Jesus in all of this? And how is what I read fit with the rest of the Bible for me to see the right application of what I am reading? Now, I can say without shadow of a doubt that the Bible is my favorite book. That the Bible is my favorite book. I mean that. And not saying that because I'm a Christian. I mean that. And in my opinion... I think that it should be the favorite book of all born-again Christians. They should not say that as something to say without meaning. I mean, when we talk about our favorite sports teams or movies, we get into it like excited experts. We will speak about the facts of our teams or movies. We will break those things down on why those are the best. We feel blessed by those things. But those things have no eternal value. Those things will perish, and we cannot bring our memorabilia into eternity with us. When we leave, if it's Christ's day has not happened yet, then it will go on to someone else. For entertainment and sports are good examples of us being experts over nothing. Now, Entertainment makes us happy, but it also makes us miserable for nothing. Whenever a new TV series that we get into the beginning, we may get excited about it after season one. But season two was horrible. It killed our excitement, and now we are miserable. We want to find the creator's house, to march there with torches, and pitchforks, I mean, that creator is not leaving the house until we can all agree that the series is going in the right direction. Therefore, entertainment makes us miserable for nothing. Now, we feel miserable from reading the word of God because it is like a sword, In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says this, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. The Word of God is truth that cuts through us to our souls. Now, most people like truth until it makes us feel bad because it reveals something about themselves that they do not like. It is fair to say that when the truth reveals about us that we do not like, then most likely God does not like it neither. Now, the book of Hebrews compares the Bible to a sword. And a sword is a cutting tool that comes in all kinds of sizes. We see big ones like a samurai sword. And we see small ones like a scalpel that a surgeon uses to operate on someone to help them feel better with whatever is making them ill. Let's say you are feeling pain in your right side, and you go see a doctor to tell him you might need to remove your appendix. Tell him that he might need to remove your appendix. However, this doctor does not want to cut you because he does not want to make you feel any more So. He keeps the truth of needing to operate from you to keep you from feeling any more pain. He just says that the pain will eventually go away. So you do not need surgery to remove your appendix. I mean, how would you feel about the doctor not wanting to give you an operation to save your life? I hope you will feel upset because you know that operation of... Removing your appendix will hurt after the surgery, but in the long term, your quality of life will improve by not having any more pain that comes when an appendix is about to rupture. For to get better with an appendix about to rupture, a surgeon must cut you to take out the problem. Now, the example of seeing a surgeon Operating on someone with a scalpel to improve their quality of life. Let's see how. Now, the example of a famous surgeon operating on someone with a scalpel to improve their quality of life. Let's see how a sword that does cause pain can also be used to save someone's life. Four. The word of God, cause pain, can also be used to save one's life. Like a surgeon that uses a scalpel to take bad things out of our bodies, God uses his word to convict us on the things that are bad for us. So we have the opportunity to repent and be saved. His word reveals how we can be saved, which is why we are blessed when we read his word. So, blessed is he who reads. Now, in the next podcast, I will be continuing to talk about the word of God. And I hope that you are enjoying this. And I look forward to doing it. And thank you for listening. And God bless you.